Welcome to Read Gate and Wolf. We're an actual play monster of the week podcast, and I am your host and keeper, Sarah. Although I'm probably not the host today since it is our one year anniversary special. So I'll hand it over to Rosie, who will be the actual host, and who can introduce everyone. Take it away, Rosie. Hello, everyone, and congratulations to all of you. This is quite the accomplishment. One whole year of podcasting. That is truly fantastic. And of course, all the credit is to those we have with us, uh, mainly our listeners. And of course, we have Sarah, the wonderful keeper who's thrown all this together. And then of course, we have Celeste and Sean, uh, who I guess help. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. Nice. We will be getting into quite a few questions from our audience uh, throughout the night, and I'm sure we'll have more coming in as we go. Uh, So yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, start off. I guess last year we heard about your characters. Tell us about your characters now. Has anything? What's what's one of the big changes? Time. More than one word. Changed. Yeah. You get two. <laughs> yeah, we we do have more than five minutes for this episode. Okay, so it's not like time trials. We we can we can take our time with it. We we can take uh, as as we've seen in the past. We can do whatever we want with time. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly and all that. Of course, of course. Well, Sean, I think some things have changed with Angus. Yes, he's seen some growth. Uh, hair has started appearing in strange places. <laughs> yeah, you might want to have a doctor take a look at that uh, growth, grown some. Fair, fair. Yes, very fair. Now, Angus has uh, come to the realization that even though, especially in present times, with present episodes, have I'll assume they'll have been released before this. Who knows? They're in the book. That's as far as they've gotten at the moment. They are in the book. Okay, gotcha. Um, that he realized he's pretty much alone. In the current world, with current times, uh, despite, you know, Marie being there constantly trying to freaking kill him. <laughs> but his falling out with Mr. Ephraim, and the uh, words, heart, and the uh, backlash, which will probably come from all that. The fact that nobody knows who he is in Hendrix could be a boon or a bane, if you don't mind the turn of phrase on that one. He doesn't know what to think anymore. He knows that, you know... Things are different from where they came from as far as time and timeline with between Jax and um, Marie. Thank you. Her. So he's not sure where he fits in right now. So he is just trying to stay afloat because reasons. Oh, that's sick reference. I know, right? <laughs> Very neat. So uh, quite a bit going on in Angus's head. Doesn't seem to be much going on in Marie's head from what Celeste had. Celeste, you want to change your answer from before? Well, I mean, you know, character, person. (laughs) Fuck off. I always feel bad when these kinds of questions are asked because I go about characters having nothing like in mind for them. And then wherever they go, they go. But I find it hard to keep track of what's progressed from the first episode to where we left off. So really, the moral of this answer is no thoughts head empty. As shitty of an answer as it is, I I don't know how she's progressed because I don't really keep track. Rosie, why don't you talk about um, what it's like for you to come back to a recording and where your head's at? Yeah, like for me, it was a total, total, total reverse of like, thinking I knew where everybody was at it then lots of time had passed literally strange things had happened uh then of course I guess speak about how Jax is also affected by the plot of the story so so there has been changes for Jax as well but it is it is strange as a player to see where both Marie and Angus have gone to uh, there's definitely glimpses of the old characters. I think they've kind of gone in interesting directions. I don't think any of us could have predicted that this is where they would be right now. I, I don't know. It's just it's been it's been really wild to come back to. 
And then Sarah, you you you've kind of spent a little bit of time with this project. Just a little. Have you been kind of steering any of the character direction yourself, or has this been entirely from just kind of the the roll of the dice, so to speak, or just kind of off the top of the head? Well, I don't really try to direct the characters or the players. It's more that like well they would they need to go back to their own time to present day right so they didn't roll that great but they got back I just wanted people to not remember Angus's character because I thought that'd be fun and it would totally fuck with Sean's head and I think I'm right there if Sean is your head being fucked with I hate you Sarah (laughs) (laughs) I live for that (laughs) no I mean it added a a nice uh change I mean it was uh an interesting uh, why not change I guess a twist that was uh kind of hit a reset button as far as direction well angus knows who he is and what's going on so depending on his interactions previously with certain uh, people characters if you will he can then change and shape it to to how he wants it so he you know it's almost it's kind of funny that it's almost a, a godlike power where what happened before he can go back in time if you will and change it to curve it towards his advantage I mean, that's how I think of it, but I'm evil like that. But um, <laughs> it's he, he can he can definitely either come up ahead on that, or he could very easily just mess things up even worse, depending on, of course, previous outcomes and how things play out. Yeah, because he knows the NPCs, but the NPCs don't know that he knows that information. And also, he's no longer known as the guy who was driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> No, I guess that's probably going to be the biggest bonus. <laughs> I'm just going with no one's question about what happened to that poor little girl in the woods who ended up in the bottom of the river. Perhaps some context, because as I said that, that sounded very awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Listeners will know where she's currently at, though, but these guys don't. Do you guys actually listen to any of the one-shots that we've released, or the bonus material, or not? I, I don't I don't go back and listen to the extras. I like surprises. You like surprises? Well, th- there you go then. There's there's some surprises coming for you guys, but probably not for the audience because they've been paying attention. See, it's like a real movie or a sitcom, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of the characters, I have to avoid the one shots. I would want to know something that you know Jax would know. Exactly. See, that's why I do for realistic property. Thank you, Rosie. That's, <laughs> uh, you know, 10 years from now when, when we move on to another project. Maybe I'll go back and listen to him. 10 years? My God. 10 years. I, I've, I've been booked for at least eight more of these anniversary sessions. Going back to wanting Angus to be the one who wasn't remembered, I thought about it. And if I took Marie out of the equation, that would mean there'd be no Hendrix, Freegal, there'd be no interactions with Steve. So I'd be cutting off not just um, a couple of guests, including probably even Jax, but yeah, definitely Jax. I would be getting rid of Steve as well. Um, So it made more sense to have Angus be the one not be remembered because he doesn't really cause people to turn up. (laughs) <laughs> in the story, shall we say, like Marie does. That's a nice way to say that Angus doesn't matter. It's all good. I got thick skin. Yeah, I was trying to say <laughs> Angus doesn't matter, but without saying Angus doesn't matter. There's an actual like playbook reason as to why Yeah, more characters are brought, or up, brought about. Tell us a little bit more about that particular skill. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> it's, it's a punishment. <laughs> Oh, oh, now you're saying Rosie's a punishment. Well, no, just the way where it is in the playbook, because I think when Angus or Sean uses luck on Angus, it creates some difficulties with his shifting. So for the person from your past to come back when I use luck as the crooked, it seems like the drawback to to using luck. Not that Rosie's been amazing as a guest and host. (laughs) Good save, good save. Read the next card. Read the next card. <laughs> I don't have cards. <laughs> Turn the card over. There's more about Rosie on the back. Oh, it says he's six four, lovely head of hair. A majestic hair. <laughs> uh, something about was that? Two, is that a two or an eight? What? 
inches. I forgot I was on mute. I'm over here talking. I'm like. (laughs) What are you saying then? That's okay. It's probably better. It's lost to time. Wasn't important whatever Sean had to say. No one cares about me anyway. Poor Angus. (laughs) Oh, they care about Angus. They just don't care about Sean. Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> I had a lot of comments from people on on your um your Scottish accent, Sean. Especially people who have been have only heard you from the promo, where you're totally in character as Angus, and then they hear your actual voice, and they kind of thrown for a minute. And um, I think one of my female friends was like, "It was a bit disappointing." <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that, but thank you, Sarah. I will. <laughs> Now go drown myself in my sorrows. Thank you for that. I mean, I'm sure it's not the first time you've been called a disappointment. Oh, Celeste. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was that, that was a bit low. Below the belt? Yeah. Dag gum. Below the belt. That could be a tagline for Edgate and Wolf. Below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to another question, Rosie? Yes, please. <laughs> We should. I think so. I think this is a great time to start introducing some of the uh, questions from the audience. Like, for instance, we got uh, Lugon the says, Lugon the or Lugon the? L-U-G, Lugon the, Lugon the, Lugon the says, congrats on your milestone. I've got a rather broad question, but what I'm rather interested in, in this one-year anniversary, which session do y'all look back upon with the greatest glee? <laughs> Which one has the most innuendo? Uh, <laughs> that's a hard choice right there. <laughs> I mean, is it hard? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, this is pretty much how it goes. <laughs> mm hmm. I think probably the craziest one, which was fun for me, was the first time we had Ollie on because Ollie is a real <laughs> dick and that he won't tell you what his character <laughs> is about at all. His name, what it looks like, um, what he sounds like, and until he spits out that first howdy and we just fucking <laughs> lost it. <laughs> all of that was just gleeful. <laughs> He really knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> well, howdy. Yeah, out through your character's chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, aliens. You can't remember how he was born? Oh, yes. That's not how he was born, like, originally. That's just how he came to be here. How he came, yeah. Um, so that's chest. No, no, hey. <laughs> Maurice's chest, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, my bad. Are y'all suggesting that Marie's luck move is making people come to Hendrix? Uh, <laughs> now, to Hendrix, the person or to Hendrix, the place? I didn't listen to the one-shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in the one-shots too. He just informs me, I've changed characters. What do you mean you've changed characters? It's still my character, but they've been found out, so I've picked another Persona. I'm like, oh, okay. Is there another voice? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, great. That sounds about right. To get back to the original question, <laughs> <laughs> myself personally, I I think the episode that brings me the most glee. I don't know the name of the episode because because <laughs> you don't go back and listen to anything once it's published. <laughs> Are you okay? Um, <laughs> what was that noise? Holy cow. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> the one where there was the crack grabbing when we were oh, in first back in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but the bridge. Yeah. Right. The bridge with the crack, yeah. John's character. <laughs> oh my god, what was that episode? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Under the bridge downtown? Sean, you can answer the question as well before moving on to the next. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. I was, thank you. Um, oh, I just remember the episode is episode 18, just a funky old crack and a sneak attack. It was my turn to talk, Sarah. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. I'm helping. 
She's just gonna cut you out. It's fine. Jeez. I'll edit you out, Dick. I'll make you look really bad. Story of my life. <laughs> it's that keeper complex. I'm the government. I'm here to help. <laughs> may, may I speak now? Yes. Hold on. Here, here we go. No. I have something to say. Go on. All right. Thank you. Thank you. My favorite episode, at least. Ten seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> the episode I look back on with uh, the most glee would be the uh, one where Angus uh, breaks out of the hospital, essentially. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was probably the funniest part to play. E- even the retcon. Uh, it was extremely hilarious because I-, I think a lot of what occurred was totally unexpected. Yeah. But it was one of those where, all right, we're doing this. That's it. I'm set. This is exactly what I'm going to do. There's no way you're going to tell me anything different. This is what I'm going to do. And and despite Marie slash Celeste's attempt to thwart that effort, uh, it, we still went forward with it. And it, and it was, I thought it was probably one of the funniest things. Uh, and the outcome was equally as funny. But I look back on that with, with much glee or elation. Jubilee, if you will. For listeners, for the retcon he's talking about, I don't know if we've covered this, but um, when they found the chihuahua in the back of the stolen car, in the original version of this recording, someone decided to eat the chihuahua, and we were like, no, 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 we? no, you've got to go back, <laughs> we've got to change that, you do not snack on the, sorry, the chihuini, <laughs> and, and that's what he means. Listen, man. What? Gotta eat. He had a rough ordeal. He needed the nutrients. Yeah. For the protein. There was an in-character reason for it. Which I believe. Poor innocent Shawini. <laughs> Celeste. <laughs> Celeste. Yeah? What? What's, what's the matter? What's up? Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say. What? No. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosie, what was your favorite episode? What is your perfect Sunday? Ooh. Gosh, I yeah, I got to play the impartial judge over here. Uh, <laughs> Since when? They can't all be your favorite. We we are running out of time. We got to move on to that next question. <laughs> so, <laughs> Benjin ask or Benjin Benjine? Is it Benjine? Don't don't use that. Underscore Benjin Benjin Benjine B J I I N. Sorry, excuse me? Binjin? Binjin, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It reminds me of Binji. Anyway, they have something to say. Well, they have something to ask. Uh, with all the possible series that have existed so far, which series has been the biggest inspiration for the RPG? I think they mean television book or comic book or movie or series as an inspiration. They did not specify the medium upon their request. Have you guys had any media inspiration? Could even be a sporting event. There's, you know, World Series and tennis. I'd like to think Scooby-Doo. Is that, is that where you first got your inspiration for Angus? Was <laughs> Scooby-Doo? No. Where did you get the inspiration for Angus? <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long. I don't remember. Come on, you're not that old. I stab you in the face. You'd have to find me first. Oh, I got your address. <laughs> Shit. Mm. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, inspiration, Angus, come on. Sean, derp. Person. I've already answered the question, young lady. Have I you? I believe it is your turn to answer the question. He said Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're talking about the inspir. No, no, the inspiration for the RPG. Well, I guess not necessarily the character. It's just like you know. Exactly. I answered the question as asked. Wow. <laughs> I would say fifty points, Angus. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, there's points. You didn't warn anyone to take keep score. You didn't remember from six month anniversary. There's always points. God, Celeste. Pull it together. Don't worry. They carry over, too. They carry over. Damn I think, it. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Ricky might have been in the lead last time. But... <laughs> Who the hell is Ricky? Ricky's my cat. <laughs> oh, Mickey. 
No, no, Ricky. Mickey was the neighbor's cat at my old house. So we named Ricky Ricky because of the Mickey Ricky thing from Doctor Who. <laughs> that is the question. Well, I guess Doctor Who has been an inspiration for the RPG, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a very adult version of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of Dresden Files. I don't know. Everyone has kind of brought a, their own inspiration to the table. Like when Rosie joined, I was like, how do you want to make – how do you want your magic to work? Because we didn't really have any magic up to that point. And so he came up with the whole blood tattoo thing. Which is pretty cool, I'm at it. Yeah, yeah. It's very messy, though. <laughs> Go through a lot of shirts. A little bit, yeah. That's, but that's why I always brought a ridiculous amount of shirts. <laughs> I did think I did think of one inspiration for Angus on that note before Celeste finally answered the question she's been asking. She's been neglecting. Uh, Warehouse thirteen for Angus. Ah, yeah. Wait, what? Warehouse thirteen. I don't think I know that one. Really? Yeah, never heard of it. Warehouse thirteen. She's so hot. Oh, I know that one. Let's write it down. Great series. We're just too young. There is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer crossover of Warehouse 13 because um, Anthony Stewart here, who played Giles on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was also, mm-hmm. was I can't remember his character's name. It starts with P, but on Warehouse 13, pure, pure penis. Something like that. No, not penis. I don't know. You can't disprove that it was penis. God, I always got dick on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a quick Google search will disprove that, but sure. <laughs> You can't in this moment disprove that. Just because that means the actor's name is Anthony Stewart Head doesn't mean there's a penis in here. <laughs> All right, quit dicking around. So yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of that, um, speaking of penises, is, is Sarah? You mentioned that Buffy is like an adult version of Scooby Doo. Who would Scooby Doo be in Buffy? <laughs> I mean. With enough alcohol, anything's possible. <laughs> now we're getting kind of naughty. No. <laughs> now? This is a different territory. This is a different realm. Yeah, you ain't lying. We're crossing borders. <laughs> you want to rephrase that? Like, who is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer equivalent of Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar was also in the Scooby-Doo movie. She was indeed. She this was definitely. true. With her... Was Freddie Prince Jr. who played Freddie was uh, were they married at the time or going out or something? So wait, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't think it really matters in the in the course of um, our RPG, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> just some fun trivia for the for the audience. Celeste just answered the question. What? What? I don't remember the question at this point. What? <laughs> okay, Binging asks. With all the possible series that have existed so far, okay, which series has been the biggest inspiration for the RPG? Or I suppose mainly your style of play. Um, where did Marie come from? Does that help? That's a French name, so I mean, that's... <laughs> was she influenced by any TV show or or whatever? Marie also starts with an M, which is. Uh, my signature style. Her trademark. <laughs> to start character names with an M? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every one. Look, man. Mula, Mala, Emmeline. I, my, my brain works weird. <laughs> and my first D&D character had an M name. And so all of them have to have an M name now. It's the rules. Technically, Emmeline starts with an E. Yeah, but it's four men and an M. That sound of the M sound, yes. <laughs> it does. Oui, oui. <laughs> Get on, motion. <laughs> there is no specific inspiration for Marie, I don't think. It's just an amalgamation of different life experiences, kinda. Like people I've known, people I've met, people I've talked to. Stolen from. Ah. <laughs> You've met a young lady who wears several layers of clothing with multiple pockets. Yes. Who has slept with random-ass creatures around the world. Well, creatures is... Who steals from vampires. Uh, See, there's some fantasy elements to it. That's one of your fantasies? (laughs) (laughs) Aren't vampires everyone's fantasies? Have you watched Twilight? (laughs) (laughs) Was that a shudder of disgust, or... (laughs) Red Gate and Wolf, a better love story than Twilight. (laughs) 
Sounds like Twilight was the answer to this question after all. <laughs> <laughs> the real truth it always all comes boils down to Twilight. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Oh my god, oh my god, we've got the werewolf Angus, we've got the vampire Jax, and we've we've got I, I thought about this earlier too. We've got Marie, who's what's her name? Bella. Shit man, Twilight would be a lot more interesting if it was you guys. Oh god. Could be a lot more innuendo. In your endo. Oh Sarah. My goodness. Someone always says it. Next question. <laughs> Next question before we have to get too far into this. Probably about six inches worth. Shut up. Sticking on with the uh, the Bin series, we get Bin Nubon, or Bin Noob On asks, which monster would you most like to have portrayed on your show? Mermaid. Oh. Siren Mermaid. It's a water-based creature. No. Not algae. <laughs> we already had algae. We already had algae. Uh, but yeah, something that just lurks in the dark, deep waters. And then when there might be a man, you know, just hanging out in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> it might just, you know, swim up silently and maybe grab a leg and pull it down. You never know. Literally my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing of horrors in my mind. <laughs> What's you writing there, sir? I was writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> you noticed I was writing. That's interesting. <laughs> the way I look, it was the sound coming through of the pencil scratching on the paper. <laughs> it was the, the lean over with one arm moving. Uh, it could be considered something else, but you don't have the parts. I'm sorry, what? Oh, pardon? My goodness. <laughs> So anyway, it sounds like it almost sounds like you were waiting for that question. <laughs> uh, Sean, any any monsters for you? Uh, probably a Wendigo. A Wendigo. Isn't that a a camper? That's a, that that would be a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You are correct. I mean, a monstrous camper wouldn't be a bad idea, but you know. I'm scribbling notes, man. I'm scribbling notes. Oh, like just an oversized mimic? <laughs> a mimic, yeah, right? Either a Wendigo or like a changeling or a doppelganger would be pretty neat. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Especially with the current dynamic where like no one knows Angus. Yes, it would. How do you know you haven't already met one? Oh, God. It was Tomato. <laughs> Tomato Bloomfield. Oh, yeah, it's a good question. Is he even dead in this version of reality? Oh, shit. We're not going to go find out. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. What? You are smirking quite. <laughs> You're the keeper. Obviously, you get to dictate the monsters, but I know you also like to appreciate like keeping it within the realm of the world that you've created. You mean the ever-expanding realm? Well, yeah, it's always growing. And there's got to be a monster per week. I mean, we don't even play per week. But what what are what what's like a monster that you've always wanted to run, but you you haven't really gotten around to, or even were willing to share? I don't really have one. Yeah. Well, no, I don't really have one because only recently we've started. I've run started running original mysteries. What I would do with the early on, I was just like look through the Tome of Mysteries book and go, I think that would work. I could fit that into Hendrix. I can change this to make this. And it was kind of like, I didn't really pay attention to the monster that much. It was more if I thought the mystery could work within the setting we already have. Oh, there is kind of one. It's more mysteries, I think, than actual monsters that I want to do. But it probably won't happen until next year. So I won't talk about it anytime soon. Oh, Lord. Fair enough. We're going to die. You think I'm going to kill you all the time. And if I'm not going to kill you, Marie's going to kill you. Doing my damnedest. Because both y'all came darn close so far. <laughs> on the cusp of death so many times, I lost count. <laughs> These triggers are just so slippery. That's what she said. <laughs> Shut up. So Ixnay asks, what are some of the best supplements for Monster of the Week? And what are your favorite dice man or who are your favorite dice manufacturers? 
I enjoy uh, ghost lifestyles. The uh, the protein is good. They come in all sorts of flavors. Uh, usually a cereal milk. They have fruity pebbles. They have chips ahoy. Uh, they have a nougat one. A chalk one I find uh, quite good. I usually use um, silk or almond milk with it for those low carb options and the uh, no uh, lactose options for the dairy free. Uh, I also enjoy their pre workout. It's a uh, ghost. Um, shit! What the hell was that called? It's ghost shit. You don't need ghost shit. That's ectoplasm. Don't need ghost shit. It's ghost Jesus. <laughs> Which is uh, also good. Oh, it is? Ghost Jesus. Ghost good. Jesus. They have branched out, and uh, I enjoy the feeling of, like, I'm a, I smoke methamphetamines because the ants are on my skin when I take it, and the methamphetamine is quite interesting. Um, yeah, those supplements are all pretty good. I quite like the ones on the on the Evil Hat website myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, there's not really that many supplements. It's not like Dungeons and Dragons or anything. You've got the main Monster of the Week book, which we're giving away, and you've got the Tome of Mysteries, which have been most, I believe, were all written by um, other people um, and published by Evil Hat and Michael Sands. But there is some really good third-party um, homebrew stuff all over the internet. I think you can find most of it from either Michael Sands' website or the Evil Hat Productions website. We should probably take the time to, like, totally pimp our supplement, I guess. It's our, our mysteries. By the time this comes out, there should be two up, maybe. But definitely <laughs> the one that's already up, which, which is Welcome to the Hereafter Hotel which is the original mystery one-shot that I ran for Halloween, which Adam, Dan, Flo, and Ollie played in. And it's basically a haunted house mystery with some awesome and funny ghosts. And, yeah, fun times. So that's available for sale on either DriveThruRPG or itch.io websites. Or you can find the information on our website, regatingwolf.com. But yes, I intend to get a second one out soon. Uh, I don't have a title for it yet, but it will be coming. <laughs> Very nice. I will also shamelessly plug. You can get on Drive Through RPG. It's on sale right now. This came out in February still, uh, but I have one up as well. Grandma, uh, grandmother's Nursery. It's actually the first mystery I ever played. Oh, I, uh, oh, I get itchy. Celeste has also played. It makes me itchy. Angus has played. That's the one I ran for these guys. Oh, yes. I guess everybody (laughs) here should be familiar with that one, yeah. The one I played, too. Well, it's familiar yet different. Like, that's the great thing about getting these mysteries is, like, yes, they're published for you, but you also have a little bit of wiggle room to add your own kind of flair to it, right? You had your, like, setting entirely different. Yeah, I've run it twice. I ran it once for these guys in the American Rockies somewhere with um, a spider that can cause erections. Ugh. But I don't think it ever got <laughs> to that point. No. Um, and I also ran it for my New Zealand group, and I had it set in a New Zealand location. So I had New Zealand-based uh, things like the mountains and a cave, an old gold mine. and Those exclusive New Zealand perks, mountains and caves. <laughs> can't remember what other places were called where I set it. I think I had it set in, I want to say Ross, but I'm not sure. Somewhere in Middle Earth. And I can't remember what spider I used, but yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, spiders scare the fuck out of everyone. So. <sighs> <laughs> but yes, it is very interesting when you roll up multiple times with different people. They turn out so differently. Like I also ran, uh, I think it was the first mystery for these guys. I ran it for the New Zealand group as well. The New Zealand group managed to not kill Nikita, and they also finished it in one session. (laughs) So I think it was four people, one session, didn't kill Nikita. These two, I think it was at least three sessions and did kill Nikita. She had to go, man. (laughs) That was entirely Angus. Yeah, that was. I saved your life. Literally saved your life. And where did that get you? All right, well, you know. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there was a second half to that question. I was going to say, like, do y'all have any uh, favorite dice manufacturers? Or even further, like, do y'all have, like, a favorite set of dice that you use? Do you even use your dice when you're recording Red Gate and Wolf? Not Red Gate and Wolf, no. No, we we use uh, good old Roll20 for that. 
Roll 20 treats me real good. Oh, yes. And what an outstanding <laughs> job those dice do. <laughs> that roll 20 dice like me. <laughs> yeah, they like me too. I don't know. They hate me. Ooh, I I disagree with roll twenty dice. I I put that akin to using the keeper's <laughs> dice. I I think in the future I will stop using roll twenty. I've had enough level ups. Didn't you roll like eight or nine failures in a yeah. row at one point? But like, yeah, I did that with with this one, and I also did it with role players with Bravo team. <laughs> like back to back session. Maybe you're just cursed, man. I think I am just cursed. I, I think it's you. Yeah. yeah, it's a me thing. As for actual dice, I'm trying to think. I I enjoy the dice from Greenleaf Geek. They're really pretty, and they're in Canada, so that's nice. <laughs> and they make the clickety clacks. <laughs> the the dice that we're giving away is is um, part of this, you know, one year celebration. Uh, are coming from the Etsy shop, the Wizards Vault. So if you want to look at those cute little animal dice or any of the other dice that they make, go check them out on Etsy. Yeah, even if you're not needing dice, uh, I I always think the best, not necessarily manufacturer, but like the best dice I've always gotten or dice I've gotten from friends. Oh yeah, it's uh just nice, right? Yeah, I was every time you like bring somebody new into the D and D world or any tabletop role playing game, a set of dice is always a good way to get them up to speed. I recall sending a set of dice to Sean like five years ago, and did I send you a set of dice as well, Celeste, one Christmas? Yes, they are purple. Those are my favorite dice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And Celeste also sent me some dice as part of a bribe to get me to do something for her in D&D. Yes. I said no, but she sent them <laughs> anyway, and I did what she wanted anyway because it was time <laughs> it needed to happen. So it wasn't like I was actually being bribed. It just turned out well that way. No, Sean, I see you taking notes this time. Wow. <laughs> The only thing Sean has sent me is, you know, those little it was supposedly cookies. This tube of cookies that turned up for Christmas, like in January, because American Postal Service. <laughs> and as soon as I pulled it out of the box, I was like, yeah, this is one of those tubes full of snakes on a spring kind of thing. I'm like, I'm not opening this up inside. So I open it up outside and record it. And um, yeah, a whole lot of dick confetti comes flinging out of the end of that tube when I open up. And Sean just laughed his ass off. <laughs> Probably the funniest video I have seen in a long time we still got confetti dicks on the um <laughs> on the driveway as it should be are y'all feeling well ask nuke lane and also me are y'all okay <laughs> of course what why does that even need to be asked yeah we're all fully functioning adult human beings next question what are we going on here you're fucked in the head. I just want you to know that. <laughs> this one's from an H. Friegel. H. Friegel asks, have you seen Dios? Strange question. Have you seen Dios? I would like to ask H. Friegel if he's seen my demon stone, which mysteriously went missing after lending it to a certain someone. But then we saw it again. Did we? In the past. Hmm. We, we. Did we? Oh, we did indeed. <laughs> well, you saw Steve. You didn't see the stone. No, we just saw Steve. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve was, Steve was there. Steve! <laughs> you were spectating. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a throwback if ever I've seen one. Pharaoh! <laughs> what? I missed something. Spectator. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how you say it. Spectator! Spectator! He's a what? Spectator! Spectator! <laughs> well, for a good three minutes. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve's voice came from a D&D game I ran. Stanley! It was Stanley the Flame Skull. <laughs> ah, memories. Look out, Sean. One day I'm going to do that green dragon voice. No, please, no. <laughs> oh, no. One day. 
How about you? Are you okay, Rosie? Are you are you feeling well? Have you seen Dios? I feel like we've blasted through these questions. Well, H. Friegel did follow up with that. Never mind, he did find Dios. Mm. But have you seen Dios? Was the question. So we didn't know if that was the truth. Then. No, because he's an imaginary horse. So of course I've not seen Dios. <laughs> I mean, she's an imaginary horse. Sorry, got the gender wrong. Yes, it is a mare. Amazing that you could forget that. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna gloss over the whole horse talk and we got more questions from podbean.com no it just says podbean.com <laughs> no dot there there was an at at the beginning yeah podcast host we we, we sometimes talk on twitter <laughs> whatever that is <laughs> yeah anyway they actually have uh, multiple questions and a lot of them are questions that uh, i wanted to ask anyway and of course been questions that we've asked in the past but really I feel like this is more of a question for you, Sarah, than anyone. Between the research, recording, editing, and promotion, how much time do you spend on your podcast every week? Uh, between, I'll, I'll give you the answer that I gave them on Twitter. Between um, zero hours and minutes to a week. What about an average? <laughs> an average? I don't know. I've laughed when it said research because it's kind of like, well, it's more like preparation than research, I guess. I did a bunch of research trying to figure out what fucking book was Sunset. <laughs> sundown. Hours, Sundown. I spent hours trying to figure that out. <laughs> you got there in the end. Oh, my. No. Not without a struggle. Sean. What? What the hell? <laughs> I feel like there's always like some level of research before playing. It's more mis- mystery prep. I mean, I don't do a lot of prep. Um, I do really like the setup that they have in the Tome of Mysteries where you've got the concept or the hook. Don't always need a hook because, I mean, just have it happen in Hendrix. There you go. <laughs> don't even always need a countdown. Sometimes I'm writing, I've written half of the mystery. Um, basically just a few characters uh, what the monster is sometimes I don't even have the monster's powers written up until partway through the mystery it's kind of a work in progress as we go so if these guys do stuff or even say something like oh I know that this is this thing I'm like that's a good idea I make a little note might incorporate it later <laughs> so it's really good you guys give me ideas um <laughs> It's not really in a week. It's more we more work on a fortnightly basis because we release. <laughs> well, we should be releasing fortnightly. We're not always. That's bi-weekly for Americans. Every two weeks for normal stalkers. I would say probably editing might take me about 14 hours, but it's only because I really hate people breathing and I'm, you can hear it, <laughs> especially the, <gasps> before people start talking <laughs> or the Sean Manks before he starts talking. Um, I gotta get rid of all that shit. Why? Why, why must we always pick on Sean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, Celeste laughs a lot more than you guys hear. I probably cut out about half of that. Them giggles. Them giggles. Look, man, it's so. If you think giggles a lot, she just giggles even more than that. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> promotion probably <laughs> probably a couple of hours of fortnight yeah <laughs> if this was monsters inc we would have enough energy to power the world for a million years of celeste giggles god do i lie oh fuck yeah <laughs> sorry if i spoiled monsters inc there's always a giggler though a monster of the week though I mean, on other podcasts I listen to that have Monster of the Week, they always have one main giggler. Oh, that's our Celeste. They're also usually the one who does the craziest shit and gets the most people almost killed. But yeah, that tracks. Hmm, that, yeah, I was going to say, that seems <laughs> just about, about right. right. So apparently that's an archetype. Is there a name for that archetype? <laughs> an archetype for a player. <laughs> well, there should be one. Next question. Yeah, next question. What does everyone drink during recordings? Yes. Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I may have a alcoholic beverage during 
recordings may have an alcoholic beverage back it up before you start recording what do you drink (laughs) that's not the question sarah when you're cooking dinner before we start recording there we go Uh, are we like talking like throughout the day or (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) day of recording what do you drink usually in the mornings when i arise from bed i have a cup of coffee oh my goodness and then uh, usually i have at least one or two cups of coffee in the morning I then complete my day with water, because it's what I drink all day. Uh, when I return home, I usually have yet another cup of coffee, because it's usually been a long day. After which, I generally make myself a cocktail, usually in Manhattan using some kind of rye bourbon or whiskey. I do enjoy a uh, bullet rye uh, bourbon, usually a double, because, of course. And then uh, usually a beer, somewhere along the lines as well, either a bush latte or a uh, Michael Waltra, depending on what's in the refrigerator. And then uh, I do round it off with an evening cup of coffee, because coffee. Or I consume a, uh, a seltzer, usually flavored with lime or lemon. No alcohol, simply just a sparkling beverage. And is that just recording day or every day? You trying to say I have a problem? That's a lot of coffee, but also <laughs> alcohol. Your liver is kept busy. It's just two drinks. We usually know when he's been drinking because his text messages uh, have interesting typos. <laughs> One example is Celeste makes promises of of penises of more or something like this. Um, I do not remember that typo. Me neither. I've got a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of interesting typos, which we call swipos because he um, does that finger swipe thing on the on the phone. Nothing dirty. Oh my goodness, Sarah. <laughs> Goes back to the hooks, huh? Celeste, what do you consume on? You know, I drink water. Water. God, you're so boring. I, look, I just water is the best drink. Water is the basics of all drink. The basis of all drinks. This is true. Sarah, I see you're drinking water as well during this. Yeah, I, I have a, a big bottle of water with me sometimes i will um have a coca-cola <gasps> sometimes i'll have snacks <laughs> yeah well i've cut down my coca-cola intake quite a bit lately so special occasions and with a meal usually now but we have real sugar in our coca-cola so shop exactly them sugars corn syrup's a real sugar it's just an inverted sugar corn syrup gives people a, a lot of people migraines and irritable bowel syndrome all right, here, yeah, that's technically correct, but it technically still sucks. Yeah. I, all sugar technically sucks. The life out of you. <laughs> so, speaking of things that suck, uh, who, in your opinion, rolls the worst? Sean. Uh, and then, who rolls the best? Me. 100% me. And Sarah definitely rolls the best. Is that because you just fail more often, or is that because like it's just the worst possible times is when you fail? Both. Yes. <laughs> Without fail, yes. I like how you said I roll the best, which is funny, because in Monster of the Week, I don't roll at all as the Keeper. <laughs> I think you were referring to our Dungeons & Dragons games. That is true. Well, I suppose we could open the discussion, because you guys, I guess, have worked on many projects together. Regrettably. Jesus. Who wants to speak on some of the more recent projects that you guys have worked on off of Redgate and Wolf? Oh, you mean the new podcast we're going to start with Sean as the Dungeon Master? <laughs> I do not consent to this. Please let us know if you'd like to listen to this so we can help <laughs> convince Sean, who has already previously agreed to do this. I don't remember his name, such thing. I have a screenshot. Oh, God, which can be doctored in Photoshop. I've seen a shop in my time. Clearly a shop. <laughs> so, yes, if you would like to hear this, where I am a player who gets revenge on Sean because it's the first time he's run anything, and, you know, I've been running D&D for him for five years, yeah, let us know if you'd like to hear that because I am really awful to him. Yes. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit more. Tell, Give us a little sneak peek into the world that y'all, y'all have going on right now. Uh, we crucify Jesus. On a boat. Yeah. And attempted to change his religion. That was fun. Did it work? That wasn't us. I guess no spoilers, I suppose. I play a pink fairy called Bubblegum Blush. Oh, gosh. To let you know how 
awesome my character is. Yes. Her alignment is bubblicious. It's been a real thrill. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All right, let's see, let's see. For the Redgate and Wolf fans looking at you, Ollie. Skip. <laughs> who isn't even here. Since Ollie's not here, everybody get one dig on Ollie. Everybody say one thing. <laughs> He's British. Oh, very nice. Celeste. And that's yep. it. Celeste, that's... you're going to double down on the fact that... No, we can't top that. By the way, we haven't tallied up points in a while. Sarah, you got 75. Celeste, you got... I got a picture of a sailboat. <laughs> and then, Sean, you're still at the 50 from before, but I put a little squiggly line, so it's approximately 50. So give or take a few. Excellent, excellent. I'll take it. Oh, hi, it's your girl, your host, your keeper, Sarah. We were only meant to record the Q&A for an hour, but as is usual, we went for heaps longer. Because of that, and real life and stress and etc., I've broken this behemoth up into two parts. Hopefully the second half will go out next week, along with some of our blooper reel. Fingers crossed. Thank you to everyone who retweeted and submitted questions. We didn't answer all of them, but appreciated them all nonetheless. As for the Monster of the Week giveaway, names have been drawn and direct messages have been sent to the three winners via Twitter. So check your DMs and respond with the necessary info so we can get you your prizes. If we don't hear from the winners by the end of the week, we'll draw another name and you'll sadly miss out. The confirmed winners will be officially announced in part two. Thanks to Rosie for being our quizmaster and keeping track of the scores, as interesting as those scores are. And I also want to take a moment to give you, yes, you who's listening, to let you know your tote's awesome. And thank you so much for joining us on this crazy ride over the past year. We really couldn't have done any of this without you. So, thanks for listening.